What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Chargers Weekly. As always, joined by Matt Money Smith. And this is a special episode because starting next week, Money, across the next seven months, we'll have a training camp practice, a joint practice, a preseason game, a regular season game, a playoff game, and hopefully a Super Bowl to talk about from July to February. Yeah, it's uh, it's here. It's weird. I, I think people that uh, I don't want to get too deep into this. I can't imagine people are too interested in it. But like football is interesting because the offseason uh, really isn't that long between draft and free agency and rookie camp and OTAs. But there's this little window that we're in right now where everyone in the NFL goes on vacation, has like this three week window to themselves, and then it's over. And when it's over, it is over. And you are slammed from, you know, I'm going to be part of that NFL network. You know, we're back September or uh, July 30th, you know, every single training camp going for like nine hours on the network. And that's kind of like the official kickoff. Are you in studio for that? Are you out? I'll be at Chargers camp. Yeah, DJ and I will be at at Chargers camp for that one. Um, And it's just funny because that's essentially they – I don't know if they'd be upset with me saying this, but you basically get these emails of like, you know, imagine your Disney pass and depending on the level of Disney pass you get, you have all the blackout dates of when you can't go like vacation at NFL network from July 30th until like February 15th. It's just blacked out. It's like, you're not going anywhere (laughs) for these eight months. So uh, enjoy it for this little three week window. And now we're just about to exit that, but I'm excited. I got my vacations in and uh, as did you, you just got back from Hawaii. So I'm stoked that we got this going next week and I'll see you out there at uh, Jack Hammond. Yeah. We know what we signed up for, right? I mean, we, we know once July hits, I love it, man. I always feel like it is vacation when football starts. Uh, Hey, last week's episode, people loved your Andrew Luck commentary man I hope I hope Zach got some downloads off of that but I had I had to read a couple comments to you because I was laughing because they're <laughs> fantastic Jack said I damn near wanted to stand up in my living room and clap for Matt when he was saying all that stuff about Andrew Luck that was motivational AF to me <laughs> right on yeah uh... Jack <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. I know why people are excited, right? Because Andrew Luck was incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. So, you know, if someone's making a parallel of Herbert to Luck, you're going to get darn excited. Jessica Bean, thank you, Matt, for bringing depth to the O-line discussion. What happened to Andrew Luck is so tragic and terrible. Imagine watching that to happen to Justin. That would be horrible. Well, we made the case for why it's not happening to Justin, which is, I yeah. think, is thing, right? No doubt. That was the sort of the, the foundation of the, the parallel that, that got me thinking about it when I listened to, to Zach Kiefer's pod there. All right. So we mentioned the training camp next week, 10 practices open to the public. Uh, the first one next Wednesday, there's also two against the Cowboys joint practices. Those two practices exclusive to season C members. Uh, Money, what's the first thing you got to have eyes on on Wednesday, seeing those guys out there? Well, I'm going to go before I'm going to go 48 hours before that. First thing I'm going to have my eyes on is when this Derwin James extension gets done. You know, to me, that is and I don't know if you were planning on going there, but I guess I might have jumped you for content here. But to me, that's that's the most important thing. You know, today, the day we're recording this, Kyler Murray just agreed to his extension. We know that uh, Orlando Brown, Jesse Bates, they both didn't. uh, So they're playing on the franchise tags. News today that the Chiefs are not happy with Orlando Brown's camp that they thought, you know, they made some fair offers and and that got turned away. And and we know, you know, from just kind of 
what is it now? Almost it's been 10 years. This is the 10th year of Tom Telesco that, look, you got to get a deal done before training camp. Um, otherwise, it's going to wait till the end of the year. And you certainly do not want to be put in that position with Derwin. So and, and, and it's just been great to watch the way that Tom and his staff has worked and Ed and everybody um, and, and locking up Keenan and Mike and Joey and all these players that they've drafted and developed and then rewarded with these, you know, lucrative extensions. And I would be absolutely floored if they didn't get something done with Derwin. But until it's done, I can't lie. I just I'm like, God, I'd love to see that headline of Derwin James. You know, sorry, Tom and Ed agrees to be the highest paid safety in football. <laughs> I'm just waiting <laughs> for that that headline to show up. Well, you know, we don't need to talk to anybody else to, to know what Derwin means to the organization and, and how they feel about Derwin and how he makes everything go all three phases. It's not just defense. Uh, so it, it would be good to see Derwin locked up, ready to go for the 2022 season and beyond. Um, there's a lot of good safeties in the league. I mean, it, it, Minka Fitzpatrick kind of just set the standard, right? So, yeah. you know, that's kind of where, what we're looking at at this point. Yeah. And I think that's, I think the two of them were looking at each other and by the two of them, I mean, they're agents and seeing who was going to blink first. And cause knowing that the second you signed it, the other guy was going to ask for a dollar more or a million dollars more or whatever it might be. Cause they're both that good. Um, and that goes for, you know, all the elite safeties in the league and it's no different with quarterbacks and in any position, you know, one guy signs the deal, the next guy wants a little bit more. And, and that's how agents prove their worth to their clients and get more clients. So, you know, I don't think Tom would be upset with me saying that because he knows that's just the way the business works when you're an elite player. Um, and look, I think for Derwin and the chargers it in, in Los Angeles, it goes beyond just a, how incredibly great of a football player he is B how, what an incredible leader that he is. But I mean, Derwin's a star. Derwin is a star off the field. Like he is a legit superstar. And there are not many of those on the defensive side of the ball in the league guys with just incredible personalities, very marketable. You're going to see a ton. I mean, look, we saw a bunch of 33s. Now we're going to see a bunch of three jerseys all over the place you know, this coming year. So I think they Leonard's going to get a little shine because I think he's wearing 33. Yeah, so. exactly. Hey, exactly. 33s of the crowd for me. <laughs> right. Derwin looks like he got like he shrunk. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happened to him? Uh, so I didn't want to go here because I didn't want to take. Uh oh, I didn't want to take the bait. But we had a uh, we had Chris Canty on last year and I like Chris Canty a lot. He's a good dude. Um, he had his top five overrated players entering the 2022 season. And he just happened to lead it off with two chargers, right? Derwin was one of them. And then Khalil Mack was two. And then, you know, the, the one theme I, I saw throughout it was like, I think it was Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, and Christian McCaffrey, if I'm not mistaken. All those guys have had like major injuries like, right. over the last two years. Um, so, I want to have Chris on at some point, maybe like week six, week eight. We can kind of see where these guys are at. Yeah, we've had him on before. Yeah. Um, so I, I look at Derwin and he he references the fact that, you know, he, he played through a torn labrum, hasn't been the same since his rookie year. Wouldn't that game week two of the NFL season last year where he hurt his labrum? Uh, against the Cowboys. Or week I think, three. Right. Week three, the Chiefs. Week three against the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs. So, I mean, the fact that he played throughout the entire year, made the Pro Bowl, 
was a first team all pro in 2018 and he's under the age of 25. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could say somebody is overrated at that age playing at that level with bad injury luck. Like if, if, if this is just strictly on injury luck and you know, you can make the argument he'd play for two years, fine. But that, that kind of struck me. And that almost, you know, if you want to go behind the curtain at a, in a production meeting, it's almost like, all right, how can we needle Chargers fans today on social media? Cause they're active. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. Is this the way to do it? I don't know. I mean, what, I did think, you, what did you think about that? I think you started with the proper sense, which is I didn't want to take the bait. And to me, it's bait. It's, it's clickbait. Yeah. You know, you can't put a bunch of players on there that everybody would agree are overrated. Um, you know, he kind of hit it all right. And look, this is this is just reality. One, he hit, uh, you know, top five pick. Everybody, you know, went crazy when they selected a running back and Saquon Barkley when you had quarterbacks on the board, regardless of how those quarterbacks turned out. Just saying, like you took Saquon Barkley in the top five and everyone was like, don't take the running back. And it's proven to be an issue because Saquon can't stay healthy. Two, you throw the white running back in there that everybody loves, you know. So, okay, there you go. Check that box. Three, you put Khalil Mack. <laughs> three, exactly. Three, let's put a cowboy in there. And, I mean, has there ever been a more debated player in the league than Dak Prescott? And, you know, and part of that is Jerry's and, you know, and his son's doing, um, you know, when it comes to, to signing him and, and elongating that process and probably ended up paying $10 bucks more per season because of the way they approached it. Uh, not wanting to commit to it. And then a couple chargers, you know, I, which I'll be honest, I just didn't quite understand what he was going for there. Like to me, overrated is I don't believe in this person's skill set. They're, they're listed as yes. elite players yes. and they're not. And it's like, yes. um, talk to, talk to offensive tackles and tell me if Cleo Max overrated, <laughs> if, if they go into a, a game and say, Oh man, I'm happy. I'm going to be playing Khalil Mack today. Yeah, this guy's so overrated. Everyone thinks he's so good. This is going to be a walk in the park. No, that's not what they say. They're no. they're crapping their pants because they know that Khalil's one of the best edge rushers in the league. And same thing with Derwin. And, you know, tip of the cap to one of my favorite people in the business, Baldy, Brian Baldinger, who today, actually, the day we're doing this, posted it on his Instagram, his Baldy breakdown of Derwin. Um, just talking about, uh, you know, and you know how Baldy does it. You know, there's people out there that are saying things about Derwin. I just don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Let me get this going here. And, 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 you know, and I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so if you want to check that out at Baldy NFL on Instagram, he's got about a two and a half minute sizzle reel from last year of him covering <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill in the same game. Uh, of him going like step for step. like 17 tackles and a half? Against exactly. <laughs> Has a pick against Darren Waller because he jumps a route that Waller, you know, one of the most uncoverable tight ends in the league. He's doing that. He's got him blowing up Joe Burrow and just dusting Samaje P. Ryan in pass pro for a sack. Uh, and then he's got him, I can't remember. Oh, and then he's got him shooting a gap on a handoff from Mac Jones in the Patriots game. I mean, it, it's like a cartoon. That one play is like watching a cartoon where Derwin diagnoses attacks and you just can't figure out how someone's body got to that spot that quickly. So I think it's just bait. You know, it's that's bait. all it was. It's bait. But you know what? I took it because I I got one more week till training camp. So exactly. I like I had, a, I had a right to take it. And I will say this, if Chargers fans don't know, uh, Khalil Mack liked it on Instagram. So Khalil Mack saw it. And, and, and the, the one thing that, that strikes me about Khalil is the second you talk to him, he doesn't want to talk about anything. He just says, I just want to show you. 
I just want to show you. He just wants 100%. to get to September 11th and show everybody who he is because I do think people forgot just because we have this recency bias. We, we see everything that happened in 2021. Khalil got hurt seven, eight games into the season, and we didn't hear from him again. And he played on a team that wasn't very good. So, you know, we haven't said Khalil Mack's name a lot over the last two years because of all those factors. We'll see what happens September 11th. And I, and I think he's the type of guy who's like, he's not going to, he's not going to tell you anything. He's going to show you how it's done. And, and I think the, the thing with Derwin is a guy like Khalil and Staley has said this so many times, JC Jackson, Khalil, they finally have players around him to let Derwin make some of more of those that's, splash plays. Right. <clears throat> that's the key. I think that's the key is with last year's defense, uh, Derwin was the uh, break in case of emergency player and every single game they had to break that glass and ask him to do something different. Uh, Derwin, we got to have you play up high for, you know, 50, 60% of the snaps. And now he's not as involved at the line of scrimmage as he should be. Uh, Derwin, Joey's, you know, banged up. We need you to, to give us some pass rush presence, you know, off the edge. And now, you know, the tight ends kind of running free through the middle of the field. Uh, oh, Darren, we need you to kind of work the outside as a corner because we're down to uh, two practice squad corners that are starting right now. Like he was asked to do, and, and, you know, coach did a great job, I think of, of sharing that sentiment with the media of, you know, you, you have no idea what we're asking this guy to do. And, you know, after they traded for Khalil and after they signed JC and after they bolstered the interior of that line, now is the first thing out of Staley's mouth is, you know, just wait. You wait to see what we're going to be able to do with Derwin now and how he is different than almost every other player in the league because he can rush. He is a load to deal with as a, as a rush, you know, as a rusher, as a blitzer. He's, he can go step for step with any tight end in the league. He can cover receivers like Tyree Kill, um, and he can just cause havoc. He's so intelligent at diagnosing and seeing what a play, you know, it's, it's kind of the chess matches that we used to hear. Like to me, that's the name that you would always hear like Philip rivers or, or Peyton Manning. They were the ones that always talk about, Oh, I love dad gum. And I love playing against Derwin James. Cause I know he knows what I'm thinking and I know what he's thinking. And so I'm trying to think if he's thinking what I'm thinking and I'm yeah. out thinking, you know, that's the, you know, who that was, that's that was Ed Reed. On. That was Ed Reed. Exactly. It was Ed Reed, you know, and that's, and that's going to be fun this year. Like I'm just looking at game one. You talked about how Khalil, wants to to show you i mean i'm i'm looking at that raiders offensive line and we know that darren waller don't like blocking so you know you're gonna get foster moreau out there for some help on it and we know what joey bosa regularly does to colton miller for whatever reason it's just been a good matchup even though colton's one of the better offensive tackles in the league joey's just had his way with him and I'm looking at it right now, and I heard Josh McDaniel say it. They're going to try Alex Leatherwood at right tackle again. And I believe it was Joey who ended that career at right tackle last year uh, in their first meeting. Uh, and then the very next week, Leatherwood was kicked inside to guard. So uh, either Joey or, or Khalil are going to have a pretty good run on that, that deal there. And it's going to be awfully fun to get things started that way. Yeah, and listen, you said it, things have already started. The Raiders are in training camp because they had that Hall of Fame game. Yeah, And uh, Derek Carr said, uh, this is from The Athletic, it's going to be fun. No one thinks anything of us. And I think that's what makes it fun is you always have to put the ball down and play the football game. So Derek's taking the, uh, taking the underdog approach very early day one into camp. Yeah. Last time I checked, I thought that was Devontae Adams who was getting the Madden 99 rating trophy <laughs> delivered by Jerry Rice. Uh, I think like their, their skill positions are, are up in the top five 
with Waller and Devante and, and Hunter Renfro and just what a, what a nightmare cover that is. It, it looked and not to mention, they bring in Chandler. You, you talked about it last week, you know, in the top 10, they got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby in the top 10 edge rusher. seems like people are, are all right with the, with the Raiders team. I just got to go out and execute. So to me, that's on you, Derek, you know, it has nothing to do with people are giving you the respect, the team, the respect, uh, that you may be looking for, they're just looking for you to go out there and do it and, and do it in this division. Um, it's funny for someone who routinely says that, ah, with that weird accent that he has, ah, I don't pay much attention to all that stuff out there. You know, he seems to pay attention to a lot of it for someone that tells us routinely that he does not pay attention to it. So, uh, hey, family trust respect. There we go. You know, it's what's great about this upcoming season of money. It's like we don't have the Browns or the Jaguars up for it's Raiders week one it's chiefs week two. I mean, yeah. like this thing is, is coming at you like that. So, so all yeah. these fun little clippings that are going to come out throughout the course of training camp preseason, that's all going to be the lead up to that game that really kind of picks up what happened in week 18 last year, but, but in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if it's ideal or not. You know, I don't know if you ask players, you know, uh, it may not be ideal for players. It, That's I what think I mean. For, like, cause for fans, you know, it's like, let's it's go. Great. But we all know it takes like, like, look, I, I think I can talk about this, but like you ever, when you always hear, you know, the guys in Vegas that have to set the lines, they always say the first three weeks, there's your opportunity because it's so hard to know. So we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants when we're setting these lines. And then that's typically when you hear fans get the better of the book because they're trying to figure it out. And so when you've got Raiders chiefs week one and two, and you've got teams that are trying to figure it out and you've completely remade your defensive line and you've got so many new players on the defensive side of the ball, that's going to take a second. I mean, there's a ton of talent out there, but it is going to take a second. I'll be interested. You know, I'll be interested to see how coach Staley approaches preseason. You know, if, if he feels like, and it's, it's probably great that the chargers have two joint practices this year, you know, to get those reps and try to get these guys comfortable with one another. Cause we know that went a long way. We, we would always hear, you know, how much coach Lynn and, and, you know, coach Staley love those joint practices and how much they get out of it. So I think to be able to get two teams in there, both the Cowboys and the, and the Rams and get some of those reps with all these new players, that's going to go a long way for that first week on September 11th. Yeah. Those are the, the new preseason games. Like that's where right. the veterans are getting the most work. So like if you're a season seat holder, uh, that those two cowboy joint practices, those are going to be a lot of fun. You got you got Zeke yeah. and Joey and and Dak and Justin and, uh, but just to go back to your point, like I remember Kevin Harlan saying, uh, we had him on a couple of years ago, and he said, you know what, I don't pay much attention to who's good until like mid October because right. penalties and sloppy football, you, you kind of get your footing in mid October. So I almost feel like it's almost like whoever's more talented early in the year, like maybe talent plays out more than execution and penalties and, and, and things like that. So you're right. I, I don't know as a, as a coach, if I feel great about having my AFC West slate right at the off, off the rip or like kind of going to that point. Like I remember the, I think it was like the commanders had like five NFC East games, like, in like December, like something ridiculous. Like right. they had all of their division games at the end of the year. So like, I always feel like the league 
they need to do something about that. Like it's, it's very uneven because it's hard, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. really hard. It's, it's, you know, there, there's a reason why Peter King does that, that special every year on how they build the schedule with a hot, what's the name? Howard. Oh shoot. I should remember his name. I know his first name's Howard. Can't uh, remember his last name. No, who puts Mike, the whole thing together. Is it Mike North, Howard Katz, Howard Katz. Yep. I believe is. I think that's who. Yeah. Who puts it all together. But, um, so I, I know it's impossible and they always talk about, you know, every single team is going to have an issue at some point with the way the schedule lays out. It's either a back-to-back -back road trip or why is this team on a 10 day, 10 day, you know, rest and we're on a six day and you know, all that sort of stuff. The one thing I'll say about the Raiders um, and not to, I don't know how interesting this is. I, you know, not to belabor the point, but you know, look, new head coach, new coordinators, new systems. So that's going to, to me, that's benefit chargers. I, I think personnel is easier to settle in then new coaches, new systems, perhaps new terminology. Like they, you know, they, they've got McDaniels and Mike Lombardi or Mick Lombardi and um, Patrick Graham. So you've got all new coaches and, and new systems that they're trying to settle into. To me, that's a bigger hurdle to clear the first four games than I always a couple go back new players. And, I always go back and forth with that, Bunny, because I, I think there's a lot of validity to that. But th at the same time, like I remember Josh McDaniels started four and oh or five and oh with the denver broncos and nobody really That's knew right. that system jim zorn i remember that same year was like six and two with the redskins and it turned into the a jim zorn era i the forgot about that but like I, I i think that there's that but there's also like the element of surprise and catching you off guard with some stuff yep. and i think like i remember like for that washington example like once they they were able to scheme what what zorn was doing he didn't make any adjustments and then there you right. have it back half of the year but mcdaniels is uh McDaniels is a good coach. I mean, he's you, a heck of a coach, yeah, no, a heck of a coordinator. We'll see if he can be a heck of a coach. And, you know, the like the Patriots, like, what are they going to look like on offense this year? Like, I think that's one of the big, big pieces to this 2022 season that could affect the Chargers, frankly, if, if we're talking a wild card. Like, are the Patriots going to be the same as last year? Or are they going to take a step back because Josh McDaniels isn't calling the plays there? If I had to put, if, if I had to, to go one way or the other, I ain't going that way. I'll tell you that they always figure it out. They did yeah. it last year with a rookie quarterback. They're right there in the playoffs. I mean, Bill Belichick is just so damn good. You know, I don't think there's any two ways um, about it. So I'm just tired of, of doubting him. It is interesting. I have, they even said, is it Matt Patricia that's going to call up? Like, I don't know. They, they've got like a couple guys in the mix there, Joe judge and um, Matt Patricia, I think. And I don't think they've mentioned, you know, look, it might just end up being Surprise. Bill Belichick that calls the place. Mac you know? Jones. Mac Jones I mean, calls the place. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, again, I am, I am done. I'm seeing if they have anyone listed as an OC here. No, they don't. Vacant is what it's listed as hey, right now. So, guys, listen to our podcast first. But uh, I am athlete had Asante Samuel Sr. on, and it was electric. Yeah. <laughs> it was electric. Yeah, A lot of. A he lot does of not Belichick. struggle to speak. He no. he has got some opinions, man. And, and a lot of Belichick Brady stuff in there. Yeah. Um, to hear from his perspective, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, That's great. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, because they they went into the whole uh, is it is it Belichick is it Brady and uh, Asante Senior had a lot to say about his uh, his thoughts on the matter. I mean, look, it's you can't argue uh, to me. Like it's just it's it's inarguable. The, the guy won 11 games with Matt Castle for an entire season. Uh, the guy had a rookie quarterback last year and, and won, what, 10, 10 games and made the playoffs or 11 games, whatever it was that he like. It just doesn't matter. It, it's crazy. I mean, the only thing you can ding him for is just drafting poorly. 
um, especially at the wide receiver position. Like, you know, there's a lot of draft picks that have not gone well for him. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I can freaking coach. Yeah. Any of the players specifically like going into Wednesday, Thursday that, that you're excited to see, like the, the full pads, they're not going to ramp up for like three days, I think. But is there any other players in, I think maybe like three or four weeks ago, we talked about some of the guys that we thought were, were popping a little bit in mini camp, but guys that you kind of want to see right off the top that could make a, a pretty big impact on this season. Well, I think obviously it's, it's Isaiah Spiller, you know, to me, that's, you know, just all, and, and just all three running backs, you know, Josh and, and Larry and, and Isaiah, I think it's going to be interesting to just see how they look standing next to each other. Cause you know, we have, we've, we've talked about running backs are different, you know, they're just built different. They run different. They do different things. Well. Um, so I'm anxious to see those three. I'm anxious to see Trey, you know, how does he look after this off season of trying something different and working out with a different group? Um, you know, how fluid does he look when he's just, you know, even without the pads on, you know, when he's going through his sets, I'm looking forward, um, to that. And I think just all the new players, you know, it's going to be fun to, to see, you know, guys that are starters that are going to be out there. You know, I mean, that's the entire three, three fourths of the defensive line, three fifths of the defensive line, um, you know, corner. A healthy Derwin James is always fun to watch. You know, how's he moving around now that we kind of know there was a procedure in there in the offseason. So, yeah, I think there's a lot that, that that I'm looking forward to. We we get into training camp and, like, the, the nicks and the bruises and, like, the fluidity of training camp, it, it starts to get underway where, you know, we're talking about everything on paper right now. Once we get into camp, there will be – you know, an injury, there will be a guy sitting out for, sure. uh, for a couple of weeks. And then that's where somebody who maybe we don't talk about as much here during the summer may, may show up. That's why I think these, these preseason games, some people just poo poo them and say, Hey, you know, they really don't matter. And I guess for the starters, that's true. But uh, the back end of the roster, you know, the, the big theme this off season from Telesco and Staley was a deep and complete team. Um, we don't know how deep it is yet. And I think the, the training camp and especially some of those preseason games will get a better idea of, of some of these guys who I think are question marks at this point. Can they contribute in a game in December of 2022 when this team is fighting for the division or fighting for a playoff spot? Um, they, they didn't necessarily have some of those guys last year, and that's kind of how they faltered down the stretch. Um, this is where those guys are made and, and where you get a, a really good idea of, of who you can trust on your roster as we get to September. I think, um, I think just kind of, I'm, I'm looking through the, the roster now, just going way deep, you know, on our lads here and yeah, you know what, there's another name, JT Woods, you know, cause speed, speed shows without pads, you know, yeah. we know how fast their third round pick out of Baylor is, is a sub four, four guy. So when you can see him out there running around and maybe tracking down some routes, um, as he's trying to, you know, kind of catch up maybe with a deep ball or something as, as hard and far as Herbert can throw it. That'll be fun, uh, to watch, you know, Tito, you know, um, Abonia who on, in street clothes looks big. I'm anxious to see him when he puts pads on how big, you know, cause there is, there is something to that. Like there's, I think it's, it's one of the benefits that we have of, of being able to be on the field. There are certain players that when you see them in pads, um, like the best, the best parallel I can make is I remember covering the Kings, uh, the LA Kings uh, hockey. And I remember seeing Zdeno Chara for the first time 
on skates. That guy's gigantic. And it's just, it's, it's, it, you, you can't describe it unless you're standing ice level with that guy. Like this just, this is different. And I think that's how Joey is. When you see Joey in pads, um, when you see Derwin in pads, it's a safety that moves the way he moves. There's certain guys that really just jump out at you. So I'm anxious to see Zion, who's a big guy in street clothes and, and Tito and, you know, and, and the new guys, obviously Austin Johnson and, and Seabass, you know, and, and Joseph Day and those guys. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. The ability of having hindsight now and, and, and seeing Rashawn Slater go one-on-one against Joey Bosa and hold yeah. his own early in the year. We didn't know that he was going to be a first team all pro like knowing what we know now. I mean, that's, what's fun is you, you put yourself in that position in 2022, seeing Zion doing these one-on-ones and was he doing it against Nick Bosa too, in those joint practices? No, I feel like I, I thought Nick, Nick was, he sat Nick out, right? Out. Yeah. He was, Nick yeah. was there, but I don't think he participated. Um, yeah. I feel so like, like we got my, some we'll of get, that. We'll get Micah Parsons later. Right. And those guys were 12 and 13. Exactly. We're all drafted, you know, and we That'll saw a little fun. bit of that in week two. Um, I don't remember how that shook out. Maybe we'll get a little uh, Zion Johnson, Aaron Donald. It's not going to be fun for, for Zion, but hey, it's uh, it's possible we'll get a little bit of that. That's that might be kind of fun. Dude, those guys, you remember that the 2017 joints with the Rams? They got hot. They got real hot. Yeah, it got Phillip, hot out Phillip, there. Phillip was involved too. Yes, that was uh, pre- that was pre Ramsey. Who was it that Keenan got into it with? I can't. Was it a safety? I, that's what I was trying to. I was trying to figure that out. It wasn't Talib, right? Oh yeah, it was. It was Talib. I think it was. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was exactly right, which is obvious. I should have yeah. thought of that. Yes, it was he and Akeem Talib, whole practice, and then it finally just culminated where they went at it and they had to break it up, get everything calmed down. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. It's the best. Yep. This year, this year we'll have Keenan and Ramsey and Donald. Oh, yeah. and Zion. Donald and Zion, dude. That's the that's the matchup. Yeah, exactly. Again, completely unfair <laughs> because it's unfair to everybody. It's unfair to to Zach Martin. It's unfair to Quentin Nelson. You know, you, you name the guard, and I can tell you right now, there's an advantage, and it's on the defensive side of the ball. It's arguably the best defensive player in the history of the league. That's how good Aaron Donald is. So it'll be fun to see how Zion, you know, comports himself in the face of the greatest adversity in all the NFL. Yeah. He'll, he'll get you ready for September. Then you got to run it back when it's real on uh, on new year's day against them. And that, yeah. that could mean Oof. something, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Last thing. Kyle, I think it was, uh, who was it last year that we had, wait, um, Austin, was it Fred Warner that Austin stood up and pass pro? I think that's what it was. I think it was Fred Warner and Austin. And there was a nice little set there to look, this is super inside. I, I can imagine this is, I don't know if it would qualify as minutia for the people listening right now. No, maybe people love it. Listen, if yeah. you're listening to this in mid July, yeah, that's a good point. Funny. Yeah. I mean, we're selling it a little hard, like, Hey, it's really exciting. Get out to Jack Hammett and watch these practices. But there are those moments. Like I remember walking down, I can still, I can replay it through my mind's eye here. I remember walking down to that side of the field because the way the practices are set up, it's like, Oh, here's, you know, this group versus that group. And then if you go over here, it's, oh, it's Niners offense versus Chargers defensive backs. And here is, oh, it's running backs versus linebackers and pass pro. And I remember just walking that way and I see Austin and I see Fred Warner and I stopped and I was like, oh, this could be fun. And freaking Austin stood him up. And I was like, dude, that's, you see Fred, again, going back to the prior conversation, you see Fred Warner in pads, that is a thick yeah, dude. He's, he's that a is dude. a strong dude. So to see Austin 
who's, you know, we always say pound for pound, strongest charger, see him hold his own. It was pretty fun, especially considering, you know, his stature versus Fred's. It was a lot of fun. The, the memory that, that stands out to me last year in training camp uh, was Kittle Darwin in the 11 on 11s. I, uh-huh. I, you, you remember this. Where, oh, at touchdown and then the interception. Yeah. yeah it, but it was just to see Kittle run his route in the physicality in which he ran his route with and Darwin matching it and Darwin getting the pick off of Jimmy and taking it the other way. That was that was like, OK, man, those are two of the best in the world at what they do going head to head right now. And, and that's where we talk about these joint practices is how for the for the ones it's invaluable because like these are the these are the reps that are going to get you ready for September. And I think what you see in, in a series like that and they had I think Kittle got a touchdown on him. Right. I want to say he got a touchdown on him. Like yeah, the series and prior. Got it back. yeah. And then Derwin got the pay. Like what you see in those moments are how much it matters. Like, you know, they're having some fun and it's practice. And then all of a sudden it just, it gets real. And when it gets real, it's a lot of fun. Cause you can see Derwin digging in and Kittle digging in and they're fighting and their hand fighting. And uh, when he had that pick and the entire team freaks out and runs the other way with them, it's like, oh yeah, this does matter. There's probably so many people watching this that say I'm a competitive person. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty competitive person. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> There's levels to this. She, and, and if I may pass along some advice, it's why I'm one of the least competitive people on earth, because when you realize I will never, I will never achieve that level. So why am I even going to bother? I might as well just go 180 degrees, the opposite direction and just cruise and be totally yeah. content with anything Enjoy your that life. my way. Exactly. Enjoy your I don't life. need to compete. Uh, it's not, it's, it's never, it's rarely going to, to benefit me or come out in my favor. So I might as well just kind of say, eh, I'm good. Just keep cruising. Have a good time. Final thing, uh, yep. touched on it earlier. Kyler Murray's extension. This is like breaking as as we uh, as we talk, and I, I think it's relevant for a couple of reasons. Number one is the, the Chargers play the Cardinals week twelve, so you know, not that we we thought Kyler was going anywhere, but he he's locked in, and um, you know, the Chargers have the NFC West this year, so you have you have those Niners that we just talked about. You have the Rams January first. You got the the Cardinals, and then you got the Seahawks. With Chenna coming back to, to SoFi, I think like week seven. So that's important. And, and Kyler's another young quarterback. And I think it just, it makes you like, I think Kyler is exceptional, but Chargers fans should be happy. They got number 10. Look, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I, I'm a big Kyler fan. Um, and I knew they'd get the deal done because there's no alternative. It's like, they, of course, they're going to get a deal done. I'm going to trade that guy. You can't find another franchise quarterback and he's a franchise quarterback. Um, I'm looking at the numbers now, 230 over five, uh, 160 guaranteed, average is 46. So like the, to me, the most important thing in terms of this podcast is, okay, I, unless, unless Joe Burrow you know, does a deal before Justin and knowing the Bengals, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that one's probably going to get strung out, I think. You know, they're having issues with Jesse Bates, who was a super important piece to their defense, you know, last year. And they let that drag out and he's going to play on the franchise tag this year and, and go into free agency next year. So um, to me, this is this is much more representative, I think, of of what Tom and, and Ed and everybody are thinking about in the Chargers front office than what Deshaun Watson got. Like that was just that's just the dumbest freaking deal I've ever That's seen. It's just going to be the outlier. And I think, it I think, is. I think the entire league is going to agree that that was a ridiculous, outlier. which I think you just saw Kyler's agent yeah. essentially do. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. That, that will not be the norm. It's a team that basically promised the guy everything. So he would agree to be traded there uh, instead of Atlanta or new Orleans. 
uh, that was the way they got him. Um, so this is, I mean, that's look, that's what Justin's going to cost and, and a little bit more, you know, it'll, his, his deal will be bigger than that. I'm sure. And, um, you know, it's a pretty good framework though. And I would assume that it'll be very similar looking to that. And it's probably going to be the last quarterback deal we're going to see, you know, prior to next off season when it's time for, for Tua and unless Tua has a monster year, you know, and it would have to be an MVP level year for him to be in that conversation, but it's the next one up now is going to be Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert. There you go. Money. Are you going to be at practice the first day, second day? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to go out as much as I can. You know, okay. they're early enough where I can squeeze some stuff in. It's all got to figure out when the old NFL network wants to get the power rankings fired up again. And oh, yeah, uh, let's go. Gonna, yeah. Cause that's a Tuesday. So uh, depending on when that, when that gets going, but yeah, I'll be out there. I know my first like official um, first official for the network is the 30th. That Saturday is that. So I've got some days next week before that. Um, Cause what Tuesday, right. Is our first open. Wednesday's the first open Wednesday. So, so there you go. Wednesday, Thursday, maybe we can do the pod live in the morning. No, let's do it. Let's camp. do that. Yeah, that works. If you guys Makes are sense. there. Come, come kick it with us and absolutely. We'll get a time down. So absolutely. All right, brother camp next week. Next week. Going to be a lot more fun than this. That's for sure. Yep. No more lists. I, I didn't, you know, I purposely didn't go through the Madden rankings. We don't yeah. need to go through the Madden rankings. You know, people are going to be upset about those. Austin was in the top 10. That's fine. Keenan's in the bunch top of weirdos 10. in Playa del Rey, bunch of weirdos in Playa del Rey making those rankings, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> name names, buddy. Let's name my boy, names. Matt. I think, uh, I think my guy, Matt's still over there. Francisco. The franchise. I, I think he's still at EA, isn't he? I know he left the NFL network for, for EA, but I, and I'm pretty sure he's still there. Um, uh, I think that guy, black guy is gone. He, uh, I don't think so. I franchise mean, franchise justin herbert right exactly well, you take care you of it you don't want the chargers social media coming after you bro see now i gotta make sure that he's uh that he's still yeah ea sports there we go still there all right shout out to the franchise right all right guys that'll do it we'll see you next week live at jack Hampton sports complex for money i'm chris